0: Hey, wonderfuls. Welcome to episode 431 of the JV Club with my wonderful, wonderful boy of summer, Mike Geyer. Let's see. How do I tell you about Mike? I mean, we definitely talk about it in the episode, but I'm going to stay a little mysterious and just say if you've ever heard of Puddles the Clown and the spectacular, amazing, and very unique live show Puddles Pity Party, or if you have looked at any of those just absolutely wonderful videos online, you may understand that Mike is a sort of consigliere of Puddles, a bit of a spokesperson, a bit of a wrangler, um, wink, wink. I hope you enjoy this. I just adore this man and I need more of him in my life. And you need more of them in your life. And that's why you're going to listen to this episode. I hope everyone is having a wonderful and safe summer. And I will talk to you next week. Ain't no thing? That felt like a real ain't no thing gesture. Uh, I'm glad that you loosened up. You feel like now we're fine. Let's
1: start that again. Great. I just I just hit recording. Okay, good. We're good. Great. I had a clicking Great. going we're recording. on. It. Oh.
0: Oh, like you gave yourself a metronome?
1: Yeah, when GarageBand opens up, it does that automatically. Yeah.
0: I always just, all I keep doing is like opening an old file and then saving it as something new and erasing so I don't have to start from scratch. Otherwise, I'm sure I would have that metronome baked in. Possibly without realizing it, although I guess a metronome is a pretty <laughs> it's a pretty obvious thing to have beating in your ears.
1: It assumes that you that I don't have good time.
0: I'm trying to think if I've ever felt like I benefited from a metronome. I'm sure there was a time in my checkered musical past when that would have been helpful. but I think that even like as a kid taking piano, there was something insistent and like slightly crazy making about a metronome. so, I can't say I've missed it.
1: I don't like to be told what to do. You know what I and mean? That's what the metronome's doing. It's judging that's you. That's like
0: Christopher Walken gets a script. First thing he does, get rid of the punctuation marks. He doesn't want to be told when a sentence begins and ends. And that's how we feel about metronomes. Don't tell us what the rhythm of the music is. We know.
1: I follow the pulse. I follow jazz the guys pulse. do it. Jazz guys say yes. I'm following the pulse, man. I'm just playing to the pulse. Yeah. No, you're just slowing down and speeding up. That's all you're doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how were you? Did you? How do you feel about jazz? Were you a, were you a, a, like, I feel like I had f- high school friends who played music, who were those who, who were friends who were really excited to know, to feel confident that they were too young to be into the sort of like abstract jazz and improvised jazz and stuff that they were listening to. Like it felt like. Like I wasn't sure if they really enjoyed it or if they enjoyed the idea of enjoying it. Do you know what I mean?
1: I like listening to jazz. I don't like discussing jazz to people that really know their jazz, because when I say Uh that I like jazz and I explain what type of jazz I like, they always say, Oh, that's not jazz. What do you say that
0: you like? And then they dismiss and say that it's not jazz.
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: If you say Kenny G, I, I almost might say that I agree.
1: Oh, Kenny G's jazz or it's, yeah, he's jazz. He's jazzy. He's jazzy. He's
0: jazzy. <laughs> you add jazzy. that Y on the end, and you've given permission to a lot. I agree with you. I agree with you that he's jazzy. I he's jazzy. he he played the most Hollywood thing I think I've ever done. Uh, was I did had done a pilot with the wonderful Rob Riggle uh, and also Rob Lowe, and for Rob Lowe's fiftieth birthday, even though I had no reason to be there other than that we had just been in a pilot together. And so he was magnanimously like, we're all going to be a big family when the show gets picked up, which it didn't. But it ha- that all happened to occur right around his 50th birthday. So somehow I got invited to like a 99 person 50th birthday party for Rob Lowe, again, having known him for a week. And there were a lot of famous people there. It was just, He just like, you know, sort of it was a small club in Hollywood. And even the people who couldn't be there, you know, there's all these luminaries who had recorded iPhone messages for him on their phones. And it was being played on this little movie screen and stuff. And then Rob Lowe said, and now if you know me, you know what's coming next. Got to have one of my buddies play some music at this club. Everyone, please give it up for Mr. Kenny G. And I thought it was a joke. I didn't realize. But of course, like the whole the St. Elmo's Fire thing, like he was playing a saxophone. I mean, I feel like their friendship dates back to that. And Kenny G came out with his long saxophone and uh, and and said like a few not very kind words about Rob and then said, everybody just continue making Mary you know, don't don't sit here and listen to me. i'll I'm just gonna play. And I was like, "Oh, Kenny G thinks of himself as background music. like he yeah. he sort of embraced the idea of like, I'm not here for you to pay attention. I'm here to create a mood while everybody hangs out. Uh, and it was very surreal. there was it was a, that was one of the most surreal Los Angeles moments because I don't have I'm not. I don't I don't go in the I like I don't travel in those circles. Do you know what I mean? Where I would be like, oh, there's Ellen and Portia. Like, I don't feel like I I, I was sort of, you know, you know, the comedy world. Like, there's lots of great famous people and there are lots of like great people who aren't necessarily in comedy who love being around comedians. But that was very much like a oh, okay. I'm in Hollywood sort of moment.
1: Yeah, I'd like to be around funny people, too. So did you pay did you not pay attention to him? Did you say, "Yeah, let's see. I think he's right." Or did you like or did you feel guilty? I got into an
0: elevator. I got into an elevator. That's what felt did you right. you feel
1: guilty, you're like, "Oh shit, now I have to listen to him because if I don't listen to him, I felt guilty."
0: Him, I feel like everyone listened to him for maybe a little bit longer than necessary and then eventually did sort of like succumb to the fact that they maybe were were going to have conversations with people.
1: He's really good at being Kenny G. You have to. I give him
0: hundred percent.
1: You know, I heard that he's a super potty mouth, like a super like like a potty potty mouth. I know. I have a friend that played, I worked on a record with him, and when he met him, yeah, he was just like, just potty mouth, and he was like, yeah, kind of. He blushed a little bit.
0: That's like Bob Saget. Bob Saget, and I feel I, I almost want to say that Rob Lowe might be friends with Bob Saget, so it makes it makes sense that there are like those are two guys that I'd sort of could put in the same era of this is what you were famous for and it certainly did not include anyone's assumption that you were just going to have the worst language for no yeah. reason like whether you were angry or not you were just like tossing around expletives
1: does does playing a character that's kind of known as this uh pleasant you know accessible character cause that to happen like you know when I get off the clock you know it's nothing but a yeah, cocksucker really and a motherfucker let
0: rip yeah,
1: <laughs> for no, for no reason.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just have to. It's a sort of medical condition that arises out of becoming that character. I want, I do wonder. I mean, I think some of that there may be like a sort of rebellion against this thing that you have become typecast as, even though, and maybe you walked in also being like a total potty mouth, but that perhaps. Perhaps not. Maybe you came in just sort of an average person, and you've it's sort of distort. It's like the portrait of Dorian Gray, but the portrait of you is just dropping f bombs left and right. I don't know. The
1: grocery store.
0: Listen to this. Listen to this. Watch this. Watch me turn this on you. Do you talk more off stage than you did before you were puddles? Uh, uh, Do you have you become more loquacious? to make up for
1: puddles chooses not to speak i choose to speak i'll put it that way puddles chooses not to speak puddles can speak he chooses not to for you know fear of coming off like an idiot idiot. um i on the other hand speak although i still feel the i still feel like i'll come off as an idiot but i i talk anyway (laughs) so you know so yes So, yes, the answer sort of is yes, yes.
0: Yeah, see? Huddle doesn't talk. I'm so, this is is how insightful I am. This is how insightful I am. You're not, I I guess I don't feel like I've gotten that impression of you. I don't feel like that you, I mean, I ramble. Uh, You're not a rambler. I was
1: really nervous about doing this, about, I've I've never done a thing like this before, and I thought. Are you uh, kidding me?
0: Oh, come on. Really? Wait, what? Yeah. No, You're not fucking have. with me right now, doing a podcast? Like, no. just doing, like, a you and no, me podcast? No, I've never podcast? been on a
1: podcast before. Are you I mean, serious? never had a conversation with people. Yeah. Yeah, I'm serious. I've never I've never done a podcast before. I've always, I don't know, I'm just always kind of like, I don't know, what am I going to talk about?
0: Really? And you said yes to doing mine? Yeah. This is, like, the best feeling I've ever had. Uh, take, the, take that, everyone close to me.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck That's you guys.
0: Those- <laughs> oh. You can, hey... You can Bob Saget it up. You want? I want you to Kenny G the shit out of this podcast. You're totally safe.
1: I'm doing the Bob Saget thing. <laughs>
0: you are. You it's am hang
1: around with this silent clown all the time. So whenever I'm, he's not around. I just let him fly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want you to feel welcome to do that. Uh, I want to be. If I'm not super offended by the end of this. But just because of vulgarity, uh, we haven't done our jobs here today. <laughs> so this is very, very reassuring. Um, whatever happened to that thing? Don't say that. Oh now.
1: Well, no! Uh, now that pressure's on.
0: Listen, you delightful motherfucker. Whatever this, this we don't have to. We won't. We won't air this. But whatever happened to that thing? Remember when we didn't? We really hadn't known each other at all. But you, you had. Uh, I had fooled you into thinking that I was charming and funny for five minutes, and you were like, "Hey, I'm doing this thing, this YouTube thing, and it might be fun if you were this sidekick, or there was a, like maybe maybe you would do this thing with me." And then I never heard anything about it. And in my mind, I thought it's because he's he had time to like find out how what you know he he had time to expose the impostor that I am to his own brain, and then that's why. I didn't ever hear about that. Is that you were like oh, I read some shit about you online. Yeah, it's it's rough I out there. I looked you
1: up, I Googled you, <laughs> and I was like No, I'm kidding. I I'm, I, I'm an ash dragger. I just I, oh, okay. it's still floating around out there. I have this really funny idea. Okay. About you being this uh way, and you also have a magnificent voice. Have you ever thought about going into uh acting or something like that? <laughs>
0: I thought about it. I thought about it. I guess when we met, um, I really was—I was—I was there in more of a capacity as the producer on, on that thing. at, oh, at, outside, that, lands. at outside lands. Outside lands. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That was a fun, weird day. Did you hear what Puddles had to do on that other stage? He no. did this thing with a uh, with a chef. And Puddles is a—he's uh, not a—he's a, a hardcore vegan, but he's not a judgmental vegan. He just does his own thing. Yeah. How do you know someone's a vegan? You know, because they fucking tell you. Right, But Puddles doesn't talk. So right. he's, so it was unknown to them that he was a vegan. And so he was going to help the chef prepare this dish. And the chef, it was, <laughs> it was really weird. There's music playing and he's going to explain how he's going to make this thing. And so uh, Puddles is on stage where he says, okay, Puddles, uh, go over to that cooler. and Take this thing out. Take this thing out of the cooler. And Puddles goes up, opens the cooler, and it's the leg of an animal. Uh, I think it was like, a, it was a whole leg of an animal. And he screams. And
0: no one had told, and he's had anyone told Puddles? Like, this is what you should, this is what you no, can expect? So no, Puddles did was, not he, know what was coming.
1: He was, he was pumped.
0: Oh. And so he
1: had to go through this whole thing and that he was chopping this thing up. He was making like these, these sandwiches oh. out of it. And um, Puddles is, uh, oh, he was making these, he was making gyros. Yeah. Um, it was lamb. It was, so that's it was right. Lamb. It was making gyros. Oh. And so Puddles was singing. All of these songs that uh, he thought they were—he uh, thought he sang songs that had "hero" in the title, or "hero" in the song. So <laughs> sure, he sang tonight. You ever know? You're my hero, and yeah, there's a there's a there's an Inglesias song he sang, a big song. It was everything was hero.
0: Yeah, great. It was it was pretty, it was
1: a ridiculous day.
0: The lamb part. Yeah. Did he seem sort of haunted by that afterwards? Just having to yeah. really get in there with the, all that meat business?
1: Yeah, but he used that tension.
0: Oh, I'm sure he did.
1: He used that adversity on stage, too.
0: I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. I don't know
1: if it worked. It might have been a, bo- I mean, he might have bombed. I don't know. I, I don't think he really cares.
0: I very much doubt that. I very much yeah. doubt that. I have yet to see puddles not be beloved.
1: Yeah, people seem to respond to him. Well, maybe that's why. Maybe if, if he is doing poorly, they're like, oh, bless his heart. That's he's the, giving it all he's got.
0: Listen, that's the beautiful thing about puzzle, Puddle's choosing not to speak. I mean, this is not something that we have to spend a lot of time on because I'm sure this has been written about and talked about uh, since day one of Puddle's debut. But powerful, powerful stuff in Clowning. Powerful, universal, deeply vulnerable, great stuff in silence and all the things that we project of ourselves onto those people and those characters. It's brilliant. uh, And, uh, you know, not unlike your weird owls who is just so, so brilliant and such a wonderful human being and just is like, he's the guy. Like there's not, it's not like, Oh, there's puddles. And then there's these five other puddles esque people that we all know and respect uh, the same way we feel about puddles. That's not a thing. And this and like people can sort of parodyists, you know, who sort of are in running in this sort of ilk of what Al does can be great. But for whatever reason, he's just
1: he's the one
0: he's the one he's at the apex and he's just been there forever. I mean, that's a great place to find yourself. Um,
1: Yeah, he does his own thing, whether it's by design or by accident. I think people that do their own thing discover it by accident anyway. Yeah. I think if you like cultivate doing your own thing, I I, I,
0: I don't know. You know what? It might work, but it might not work. I mean, I think you I think it's sort of the whatever whatever party you've set yourself up for. Those guests are going to be what you deserve. Like if you are a psychopath Mm -hmm. and you create something for pure, for uh, inartistic reasons, but you've sort of, fi- you think you have an idea of what people will respond to, you're probably right. And the people that respond to it are going to be the people that you Elron Ron Hubbarded into, uh, yeah. you know, bringing aboard, perhaps. And then if you're doing it in a different way, then the people who respond to that are maybe going to be, have a different relationship to why they're drawn to it. And does that make sense? I mean, this is it does. pure bullshit. I don't know. but
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's true and it's bullshit, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure.
0: Listen, let me tell you about Scientology. There is so much good there if you can just overlook a f- couple of, I want to say foibles. Uh, nothing's perfect. Do you know what I mean? Nothing's perfect.
1: No Scientology for me. I'm a landmark man.
0: Oh, okay. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I have Did a you... friend. That, oh, yeah.
1: I have a friend that that often uh, he he uh, is a follower. That what is that? I I don't even want to know too much about it. I mean, I kind of know about it. Yeah. But he'll say, "Hey, I'm we're having this meeting, and uh, I really it really helped me a lot. Would you like to come along?" I looked it up. I'm like, "No way, man. That's <laughs> that's too." It's like a, it's like church or something. I'm like, oh, yeah. no thanks.
0: Did you did you have to go to church as a kid? Where'd you grow up?
1: I went to church. I grew up in, in Richmond, Virginia. Oh, I was born in Philadelphia, but did. I grew up in Richmond.
0: Of course you did. Richmond did we have is a Richmond pretty connection? awesome. No, but well, Brandon, uh, who you've met many times, uh, yeah. many times, maybe a couple times, uh, he lived in Richmond for like eight years. And uh, he's a journalist. And so, you know, he was sort of knew the town and loved it and um and i just feel like so much cool stuff comes out of richmond it's just one of and and that's not a place that i had spent any time had never been and finally went in like 2018 2019 and it was it was everything i would have hoped you know it was and it's obviously a complicated place uh for for many reasons you know, at the risk of being like reductive about it, it felt like, oh, this makes sense. Like being in this town, I, I feel like I understand why things that are born here kind of are what they are, like that have this sort of wry meta awareness and kind of rough around the edges and like really cool music with a very specific point of view. Um, I don't know. I just really dug it, and I hate hot weather. And I was there in the middle of summer, and just sweat through just hours and hours of wandering around because that is definitely the way I like to see a city is just walking with no purpose. And it was worth it. It was worth feeling like I was going to expire at any given moment it's to just a hot take it all in. in. Summer.
1: It was. It rough. was. You know, there was a time there was a college there, Virginia Commonwealth University and they've got a pretty uh pretty potent liberal arts school there so there's a lot of arty musicians i yeah. mean colleges are going to be this crucible for musicians anyway yeah and uh, a lot of funny stuff um a lot of weirdos doing weird things with no reason other than just to express themselves so a lot of there's a lot of great performance art I was in a ton of bands. That's where Guar from.
0: Yes, indeed. Yeah.
1: Richmond. And there's lots of, uh, you know, Springsteen spent a, t- a lot of time there in the early, early days.
0: Oh, right. I didn't know that.
1: He used to Because it was a college town and he, yeah. his band was kind of did that college band circuit. Yeah. Circuit in the s- early 70s. So all my brothers and sisters went to college. I didn't because I'm a flunky.
0: Good for was, fucking you. You know what I, I mean? I was a
1: juvenile delinquent.
0: Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Wonderful. So if you have listened to my podcast for any length of time, you probably heard an episode in which I talk about my experiences with marijuana when I was a teenager and in college. And the fact that I just had to walk away from the THC, the feeling of being high, it just did not work at all for me. And when the whole CBD thing happened, I was really nervous about trying it because I seriously was like, this will cause a panic attack. I will get high. That is absolutely not the case, particularly with Caliper CBD. I have, yes, maybe some stress in my life. I certainly have some soreness and uh, some discomfort. And I am swearing to you right now, I have got major benefits from CBD. No joke, no high. This is true. couple things you should know. Caliper CBD powder is the only clinically proven, fast-acting CBD Caliber CBD comes in convenient and easy to use packs, precisely 20 milligrams in each packet, always THC free. You can feel better without the high, which is awesome. Get 20% off your first order when you use promo code JVClub at trycaliber.com slash JVClub. You can try Caliber CBD risk free for 30 days. If you don't love it, they'll give you a full refund. That's trycaliber.com slash JV Club. Don't forget promo code JV Club for 20% off your first order. I would not be talking about the benefits of CBD if I did not fully believe in them. So thank you so much to Caliber for sponsoring the podcast. Hi, I'm Annabelle Garridge And I'm Laura House. And we're the hosts of Tiny Victories. My tiny victory is that I sewed that button back on. The day after it broke. We talk about that little thing that you did that's a big deal to you, but nobody else cares. Did you get that Guggenheim Genius Award? We don't want to hear from you. We want little bitty tiny victories. My tiny victory is a tattoo that I added on to this past weekend. Let's talk about it. My victory is that I'm one year cancer
1: free. But my tiny victory is that I took all of the cushions off the couch, pounded them out, put them back. And it looks so great.
0: So if you're like us and you want to celebrate the tiny achievements of ordinary people, listen to Tiny Victories. It's on every Monday on Maximum Fun. How many brothers and sisters do you have?
1: I've got seven sisters and no, I've got uh, two brothers and four sisters.
0: I'm always ready. I'm always ready. You never know wait how many brothers and two and you have four brothers brothers and four sisters two brothers and four sisters all right
1: i met that you know i was always around this like super duper woman power energy my whole my brother my three my two brothers we kind of did our own thing although my my younger brother and i were were really like inseparable while we were kids but as we got older we kind of did our own thing but i remember i had this um i had this girlfriend many years ago she said thanks for putting the toilet seat down. And I said, yeah. uh, Well, yeah, she said, when did you start putting the toilet seat down? I was like, I don't remember. I always have put the toilet seat down. Yeah. And then I realized I had these giant, all my sisters are six feet tall. I had these giant sisters. And I think somehow it's like, it was this unspoken rule that just, if you don't, there's going to be hell to pay, buddy. (laughs) We outnumber you.
0: Are they older than you too? Or, or everybody's powerful uh, well
1: I have a I have a a younger sister so I have three sisters that are older so it's kind of funny are we talking about the toilet seat? oh for sure
0: yeah we definitely
1: (laughs) so I always put the toilet seat down but I still (laughs) piss
0: standing up fellas (laughs) are we talking about the toilet seat? just yeah oh no that's super cool (laughs) super badass for sure don't you worry I'm sorry I'm a bad man <laughs> I'm really sorry people can't see you awkwardly snarling I really there's yeah. just a, it was yeah, almost as vainglorious as Billy Idol's sneer which let's face it was adorable just adorable
1: he's so tiny though have you ever seen him in real life
0: that doesn't surprise me at all. I feel like he has the movements. And I'm, you know, I'm 5'10". I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not not tall for a girl. Um, I've certainly had girlfriends who have been taller, but I feel like I have, I feel like as a tall girl, and perhaps this is untrue, but tall girls, let me know. I feel like you develop a, a sense of who's going to be short, In a way that maybe you don't if you're more average height as as a woman, especially like the sort of culture we're raised in. Like, I feel like I can look at someone on television and because of sort of being made fun of and scarred by being so much taller than than boys uh, for so much of like into high school. Um, that you sort of see, like, oh, he seems like maybe he has doll arms. Like, oh, he's he's sort of bopping and moving around like a little guy. Like, and again, yeah. there's nothing wrong with being a little guy, and there's nothing wrong with being a tall girl. I'm just talking about the way we're socialized and sort of yeah. how that how that imprints on you, um, whether you wanted it to or not. That kind of stuff sticks with you. So this idea of him being short, a hundred percent, like Tom Cruise, clearly short. Like that doesn't. Of course he's short. You can just tell.
1: But there's so much of them, they don't need to be tall. I know. Like they're like these little dynamos.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So I don't, I don't, I don't have that. Yeah, I don't. I'm like this, there's, I get this weak little interior. So I've got all this outside wasted space. (laughs) A lot of empty apartments. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> if, I'm, if
1: I'm a big apartment building, there's a lot of empty apartments in me.
0: I like that you described it that way because I have all these problems with my, uh, like, neck and back that um, I think have more to do with the fact that I just behaved irresponsibly in all kinds of ways, including just, you know, doing athletic things the wrong way, like... Oh, th- I thought this was how you were supposed to hold your neck when you're on a bicycle. Like, no, that's creating a horrible problem. But when mm-hmm. I started going to physical therapy, uh, I my physical therapist, who I love and trust uh, and who definitely knows her shit, was like, you have a sort of widely spaced spine. Like, you sort of have, like, the way she described it, it made me feel like, oh, you're lo- you got loose bones, basically. <laughs> like, your bones are too loose. <laughs> It feels good to you when someone kind of presses their hand down on the top of your head as if they're putting you back together the way normal people should be built. And that makes sense to So being in an apartment building with a lot of empty apartments resonates with me as well because I sort of feel like there's just a lot flapping around in there.
1: You may be a short person trapped in a tall person's (gasps) body.
0: Am I a short person trapped in a tall person's body? Is there a transition
1: for that? I'm, I don't know <laughs> can you take out like every other every other disc yeah. I, I'm tired of being tall I want to be short I often thought when I was a kid like I wanted to chop my feet off like when you're a little I was <laughs> That's sensible abnormally, a sensible solution I was abnormally tall as yeah. a kid and in co- very uh very uh, uh uncoordinated yeah. and I used to get picked on a lot from kids I, I was like five feet tall when I was five years old yeah. it was I was crazy tall.
0: And how does that compare with your siblings, though? Like, uh, did it matter if they were all very tall as well? Were you just a? No, top, it didn't matter, people? but it's yeah. just
1: the kids in the neighborhood. Sure. So I, 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 was like, you know, can you can you chop your feet off? I mean, can <laughs> you or like take a section out? I mean, yes. Yeah. I hear about people like when you're a little kid, you somebody gets a hip replacement. I'm Like, oh yeah, that sounds pretty. It's like a, you know, like a changing a thing on a car. It's right. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah,
0: everything's doc- just in chunks, and you just sort of press the right button and Doctors pop something up. you are out, all knowing
1: in. when you're a kid, so yeah. Yeah, can
0: you just take, you know, I've
1: got about, my shins are 24 inches long. Can you cut them in half, put yeah. the foot back on, Yeah. and then I can fit in a little bit better
0: with and the crowd? With the crowd. Uh, I don't mind so you're- the limp.
1: You have the limp.
0: You'd probably you would, limp from that. You would absolutely have a limp. There's no question that you have a limp. You'd have to get a, a cool cane. That would have to become part of your persona. You would have to sort of embrace the sort of villain, the cool like cartoon cane. villain.
1: <laughs> Man, that, that would be, the ass beatings would increase from the bullies <laughs> in school. Him 100%. With the cane. Let's take 100%. that guy's cane away from him and beat him with it. 100%.
0: That's what would what have is happened. he doing with that? What does he think he's doing with that cloak and that pipe? That's not helping. No. Too bad.
1: Those bullies, those guys, those guys they and their name was always like Trey or Chip, Trip, Chip. <laughs> Chip Look, was you guy. said
0: Trey, I said Chip, and you said Trip, so we already had the marriage of those two names on the tip of our tongues. I'm having, 100%. To have,
1: I'm having middle school PTSD now. Oh no, I'm, I'm s- getting beat up by Trip. Chip. Did you
0: get? Did you get full on bullied? Like, did you? Were were people yeah. pushing you around? Because you were yeah. gangly, but so you were tall, but you weren't intimidating. I was big,
1: tall, I didn't didn't have any confidence. Yeah, you can know, you
0: fix me? <laughs> yes, that's what we're here to do today. Doesn't this tapestry that looks like I'm going to send you to a 1920s era sanator sanitarium, sanatorium, sanitarium uh, in the Alps where people administer to your vapors? Is it not clear that I'm here to vapor you? Uh, you know,
1: it reminds me of The Shining.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. That's the
1: first thing I think of. Solitude. uh, And then slowly, uh, slowly slipping into uh, some sort of kind of insanity. Yeah. Hallucinations.
0: You get it. You're getting all the right feelings from this, from these mountains. I was so disappointed when I, my dad, when I was little, my dad writes books about ghost towns and mining camps in the western United States. And that's not his 100% job, but... I guess now he's sort of retired, but uh, he was a school teacher, But that is, was sort of what he ended up doing uh, in, during the summers. And so I spent a lot of time when he was working on the Colorado book. We spent a lot of time uh, ambling around Colorado. And that first time that he took me to Estes Park when I was like 12, because I definitely read Stephen King books like many of us did, far too young. Um, yeah. It was like this amazing you know, contraband to get your hands on and then just scare the hell out of yourself. It was so disappointing to look up for for my dad. Like he was my dad was so excited to show me because somehow he I mean, at that point, he definitely knew that I knew what The Shining was. Perhaps even let me watch it. That seems insane. There's no way. But he definitely was able to say, like, here we are in Estes Park. Look up at that that hotel. That's the inspiration for The Shining or that's the hotel from The Shining. And what it was such a crushing blow. Like I shouldn't be able to see this from town.
1: Here's this needs Johnny. to
0: be. Yeah, this needs like to be remote. Very, very, very remote. And it's and so it wasn't quite. It wasn't as frightening as I wanted it to be. Were you that kind of kid? Did you like? Uh, did you like feeling scared and sort of doing? Those sorts of things, like even because even with not being confident around other kids doesn't necessarily mean that you're not also just terribly brave when it comes to sort of walking past the haunted house.
1: You're right. I'm brave. (laughs) I used to be I used to we had the world book encyclopedias when I was a kid and it was a prize. My parents, they purchased it from a guy that probably knocked on the front door. Yeah. Because my parents were from that generation that, you know, people would knock on the door and sell you shit. Yeah, and so they got the World Book Encyclopedia, and I was reading the, the World Book, and uh, in the S book, I would always skip over like I couldn't touch snake pages, anything Ugh. with a snake on it. Yeah, and I'm not afraid of snakes. I found yeah. a snake. T- I found a snake today that was in distress, and I took him into the forest to let him go. Wait, where was um, his
0: wife? he in distress? We got to go. Uh, I don't segue know. Real
1: quick. At, We have a lot of birds of prey here. Oh, sure like owls and hawks, yeah. and there was a lot of uh, young birds of prey that were born in the spring. Is this yeah. interesting? <laughs>
0: yes! Are you kidding me? I'll talk about this all day. I just I just spent the weekend in Morro Bay staring at sea otters and trying to find sharks and stuff. I love this. And I get very um, excited about the owlets, young birds oh, of prey owls in Griffith Park.
1: Awesome oh, owls because so they are bloodthirsty animals. Yeah. And but silent. they're so cute, yeah. Especially baby owls. So we have a lot of young birds of prey, and I think they're kind of figuring out how everything works. They're like teenagers. Yeah, they're like you know, there's the there's the bird. Like we have these hawks here, and there's like these teenage hawks that they're they're all sitting around. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Look, oh, at, totally. look at look at look at me. I'm gonna go do this thing. I'm, like, look at that. Totally. I'm gonna go get that. I'm gonna go cat. I'm like check it out. Yeah. look at me. Look at me. Like, these rednecks. <laughs> Hops, so true. Redneck birds of prey. So that. So I'm convinced that they'll go down. And they'll cap. They'll grab a little thing, a a, a, sn- bait, a young snake or something, and they kind of don't know how their their talons yep. work. And they drop it in the middle of the in the middle of the yard or something. So I'm walking around. Yeah. There's a snake that's just like kind of all jacked up. Yeah. But he was alive, so I scooped him up and tried to find a safe place in the. In the forest.
0: In the forest. I should
1: use my in the forest voice. I took the snake <laughs> into the
0: forest
1: and let him go. Hey, has your dad ever been to Cerro Gordo?
0: Uh where's the mining Cerro Gordo? town? I'm. Sh- uh, it's it-
1: it's in California. Then yes, kind
0: of. Like I don't even have to. Yeah, I don't even have to answer. I could go retrieve my dad's book right now on Southern California called Southern California's Best Ghost Towns. Um, and he would say yes. a, a
1: guy from Austin bought bought the town
0: i know this yes i heard you know about this yeah yeah that this... in, that entire ghost town was for sale um yes. I, in fact i thank you for reminding me because i meant to ask my dad what he thought about that because he definitely has strong feelings about the, how, like preserving ghost town history and like the difference between a ghost town that isn't really a ghost town because it's still a tourist destination. So right. they've sort of old timied everything, which is fine. But versus like just going to sort of in the middle of nowhere, like a crumbling old Adobe, there's like one inch left of the foundation. But right. that's also very important, you know, and and sort of reconstructing like what that why why it was what it was and where and, you know, when this when they plumbed all the silver out of it and everybody just sort of up and left and um yeah he's I love empty buildings I think for that for that reason like growing up going to places like that uh it sort of it's it crawls inside somehow see empty apartment I would like I like you because you're full of empty apartments
1: empty and that's apartments. I want
0: to ex- explore I want to explore all that space
1: Let's explore our empty, vacant apartments. (laughs) In this apartment, let's go into 2B. (laughs) Open the door, it's all. (laughs) 2B, who lived here? Oh, a former socialite lived here. Her name was Cynthia Williams. Everyone calls her Bunny. She was a a blossoming socialite until she decided to change her tune. Enrolled in Parsons to become an artist.
0: I and like slowly, this. I went, like this girl. She couldn't. She man. didn't have to work, but she realized at the in the end that she was an artist, and she needed to design feathered hats.
1: She lived there with her pug. Ugh, her pug. Yeah. What's the? It's the pug. It's a pug. Pug blend. It's blended with something else.
0: Oh yeah. Like well, now we two dogs blend.
1: combined together. Yeah. Because the one dog a puggle
0: like a poodle and a pug. A puggle.
1: Yeah. Because having a poodle isn't enough, and having a pug isn't enough. That's right. I want them both. But I can't have two dogs because I live on the West Side and I'm all, You can't have two dogs.
0: <laughs> oh, bunny! Oh, bunny! No, oh, bunny. When did you start playing music?
1: I play. I started playing music when I was uh, like you know, like like boys do. Yeah. You know, as it, a teenager.
0: Because you were in a, in a in a community of people where that was like kind of a thing that was a rite of passage with, My a, with brothers the brothers cool and kids.
1: sisters. My brothers and sisters kind of played music. My brother is a very gifted uh, piano player. Nice. He had, he, in our family, he got all, everyone's very, cre- has a creative streak, a pretty strong one. Uh, but my older brother, he got all of those angels, you know, like, like people's, people are filled with angels and devils, you know, so yeah. to speak. So he got all of those angels that we all have.
0: Yeah. But
1: he got all the devils too.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: it's kind of, He's a very intense dude, yeah. but um, we all had music. You know, all had music uh, in us. And uh, but I started playing. Uh, I started playing guitar to impress a girl.
0: That's. I mean, yeah.
1: Her name was Susie Small. Oh. You're not kidding? No, I'm not it's kidding. A great name. Really her name.
0: That's a great name. Everything
1: else I said today is a lie, but okay. uh, that's right. actually it's the good. one true thing you said.
0: As I assumed, as I assumed, Suzy Small is a fantastic name and yeah. very tempting to <laughs> write a ballad about someone named Suzy Small and <laughs> potentially, <laughs> potentially use her full name and potentially rhyme everything with Small. Yeah. Uh, did it work?
1: Uh, yeah, for a little while. Like those things. Yeah. Anything, any, any everything kind of works for a little while. Right. You, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. I was like, wow, that, yeah. that, you know, people say it didn't work out. I was like, well, how long did it take before you realized it didn't work out? Well, you know, about a year. I'm like, well, it worked out for a year. Yeah. I mean, what do you want? Forever? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's forever.
0: <laughs> Susie Small. I realize so as I, you're saying that that I was kind of – the I was a jerk who was like, well, I don't need someone who – you know what? I'll learn to play guitar. If I want to be around a guitarist, I'll learn to play guitar. Like, oh, no, yeah. that's not helping anyone to impress me if I'm like <laughs> – you know what? Yeah, all I the like fellas trying dating, to impress you. Yeah, but, instead, of, instead of being impressed, I'm like, it bothers me that you can play Blackbird. I need to learn how to right. play Blackbird. It bothers me that I Any can't. Any dude
1: that was trying to impress you, you say, dial it down, fella. <laughs> yeah. Anything you could do, I could do better. <laughs> Anything you could do, I could do. <laughs>
0: what a jerk. You're fucking What a jerk.
1: So competitive.
0: Ugh, I I did I dated very briefly a guy who was a drummer and this and he loved uh Keith Jarrett and he loved Keith Jarrett improvised jazz and he was also a skater and I did think, even though I dated him for such a short period of time, I'm not even sure you could call it dating, uh, I was very impressed by him. Like, there was, like, those were things that were so outside my wheelhouse that I was, like, considerably impressed. And I still have this Keith Jarrett album. I think it's called Changeless. That, I mean, I, I definitely dropped Keith Jarrett into conversation for a long time like to the point where people would say oh I understand the only reason that that person came into your life was so that you could talk about one Keith Jarrett album and how good it is and that's I it I have
1: the Keith Jarrett you album you do? And, and I'll tell you you asked me earlier what uh what are the jazz artists that I would talk to jazz musicians about and he was one of them
0: and they and say they he's would not say, jazz?
1: that's not real jazz <gasps> so I was very self-conscious to bring his name up Um, but thanks
0: for uh, opening that up I, I think that's a great album and I am f- sure I had a couple others but I listened to that constantly. I just yeah. loved it. And I loved yeah. that you can hear there was something so cool about hearing I don't know if it's his voice or or the musician the trio that he I mean, he's playing as a trio, right? And whoever is sort of vocalizing every once in a while like off mic so it's not right, right. about mic, you'll just hear you'll just hear someone go ah
1: uh, you know yeah they're in it they're in, and the, you're they're like, in oh, it you're
0: like oh that's i want to be in that state that state that people describe as like meditation or oh yeah in prayer or in the flow you know in that flow of making music and just like i never was a i never was a good enough musician to be invited to like a full like a real I've jam never,
1: i've never you know i've never i've heard that you're quite the singer i but i i don't think i've ever heard you sing before I mean, we don't know each I other mean, very well. Yeah. Um, but where would I have heard you sing?
0: I don't... I don't know. I mean, I've sung so, on, like... yeah. I mean, unless I've I've heard, unless on... I
1: heard it and I didn't know it was you.
0: I mean, that... I mean, that seems unlikely. Dave Hill told me that you're, that you're
1: quite, quite a great oh,
0: singer. Oh, because we did Rhett's... We've done a couple of Rhett's shows, live shows together, and Rett had, right. oh, it, Rhett has praised me to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll have me come and do, like, hey... I'm slumming it in, in San Francisco at Sketchfest. Will you sing Brandy Carlisle's part in this song that I recorded with her. And then once I overcome my my fear. But recently I would did uh, uh, I, I was on a podcast where off off mic of v- very, very accomplished, like Broadway level, perf- you know, per- sort of perfect pitch singer was on it. And she tossed off a remark about how how easy it is to be flat and not know you're singing flat. And what she does not know is that crept inside me and has been going around and around in my head ever since. Like, oh, I think I'm always flat when I'm singing live because I can't hear myself well enough. And I think I've maybe been singing at live shows thinking, like, I've got something to offer the world. And possibly everyone is like, oh, no, you are not doing this right. (laughs) I think I think
1: if you keep it. I I think if you keep doing it anyway, I think that's the key. I Great. think I'll, I always assume I'm doing it wrong, but I'll just keep doing it anyway. And not with confidence,
0: uh-huh. but
1: <laughs> like I, everything I do is there's no confidence. I'm assuming I'm doing it wrong, but the, just keep doing it. Like never, like just always show up. That's what I think. And it's, it's kind of hard to do that. I know I've had lots of friends who just packed it in they said i just can't handle knowing i'm not doing it right (laughs) knowing i don't feel confident about it and that energy is weird but i think that's what that's the that's the sort of i don't know i don't want to call it the showbiz governor because but you know not every not everybody can do it whatever they want you know there's these things within ourselves I, i feel sad for creative people that haven't allowed themselves to just be able to express themselves with their authentic voice or or whatever it may be. Like 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 actors that act like strange. Benicio Del Toro. Right. He acts so, when he's acting, it's so like, how the fuck did you come up with acting that way? Yeah. And then who was the guy that says, perfect? I <laughs> know. Pretty. <laughs> cut. we don't need to do another take yeah like like it's real it's like some i'm like so maybe because you know christopher the way christopher walken does his thing he's so unique and the world doesn't like unique things yeah you know what i mean yeah like people that are really unique the world often just like crushes them yeah you know and to be able to have that kind of strength to like There's lots of, there's a, there's a really great, um, there's a great jazz singer. Um, ah, shit, I forget his name now, but there's this really great jazz singer who sings crazy and he does all this vocalese stuff and it's not pretty to listen to, but it's beautiful. Yeah. But it's so unlike anything I've ever heard that I I wish I could have been in the fly on the wall on the day I mean, maybe it wasn't a day, maybe it was just over years where people just said, you know, well, I'm not going to tell him. He's kind of, he's kind
0: of, he's
1: kind of crazy or whatever it may be. (laughs) Yeah, You know know what I mean?
0: I know exactly what you mean. And I, and, and I think that's, that's the sort of tightrope of being artistic and goes back to what we were talking about before, which is like, almost like, I think a lot of people and myself included fall into this category of like, Oh, I might just be um, I might just feel too normal to be weird and interesting, but too weird and interesting to to feel comfortable being normal and and, and sort of feeling like you want to flex in one direction or another, whether it's yeah. somebody from the outside telling you like, "Oh, you're just no, you're fine. You're just, you know, you fit into this category or or on the other side, someone saying exactly as you said, like, tone it down. Like, no, no, no. You're never going to. You know, how many times have people said you're never going to if you're still like that, you know, my and mom,
1: mom, her here. shut up.
0: Could you come in here, please? You've been uh, we've gotten to the part where we talk about you and to you. I've got this is going to be really awkward if your mom's not not longer any longer alive like mine is not. Um, Sometimes I like to pretend like I have surprise guests on the podcast and it's so far. I haven't pretended to have somebody who's no longer alive, but that might have just happened.
1: Yeah, my mom passed away. But I have yeah, her here. Mine
0: too, mine too. Okay, great. Hi, <laughs> hello. Oh, there's the weird. There's the weird.
1: I uh I buried her in saw to preserve her. <laughs> great. I keep her props hooked in the basement.
0: She's a jerky. She's a jerky. Fantastic.
1: Mom jerky. <laughs> when you want the best in jerky, there's no more, there's nothing better.
0: Than keeping it close to home.
1: That's right. Mom Jerky. What's the brand? It's called Nurture, not Nature. <laughs> Mom Jerky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're on it.
0: We are on it. And it gets going me to, through.
1: I'm going to call the trademark office right now before anybody else can get to that.
0: Please do. I'm so glad there's still just a number you can call and somebody says trademark office. I presume you've got something you want to trademark.
1: That'd be a funny commercial. Do you have Ugh. a great idea? You can trademark it tonight. <laughs> Let us help you. Trademark. <laughs> it's like the, uh, it's those uh, invention uh, helpers.
0: Yeah. Do you have Ugh. an
1: invention, but well, you don't know how to get it patented? Oh, my God. Well, I do.
0: I can't relate less. To, I couldn't relate less to those I That's another thing. Like being an inventor, that seems like such a specific, I don't know what things have to come together i don't know what angels and what devils and what influence from your culture as a as a person as you evolve to where you come up with a bunch of ideas that you want to patent i don't have i have you're nothing like that but like, you're an inventor but like the people who are like i gotta you know oh yeah i i, I i've you put secured the power
1: drill and right. it does the
0: thing <laughs> yeah there are people whose brains just work like that. And I don't know if it's because yeah. they're like there's money there or if they really can't turn that off. But the idea of saying like and then I realized it could like like shark tank people like I realized I could make it better. And I and, and so I was able to tell this person like don't you realize that whenever you're trying to pin up your diaper you mm. like I, that doesn't know. In, I think it's my fault if something doesn't work right I assume it's my I fault must be like doing I'm this not wrong. <laughs> yeah exactly I'm not doing this right and someone else this will thing say works it's perfectly because... good I'm the. <laughs> yeah that's my fault
1: I need to hire somebody to do this thing for me because I can't do it
0: yeah diapers or no diapers um
1: yeah you're an inventor you invent stuff all the time you I just invented that. this out of thin air you know it's like a it's like podcasts I'm like podcast oh my god it just sounds so like oh it sounds so scary i don't know why
0: yeah just it's, talking just just talking for just the last talking. nine years i the That's nine incredible. nine plus years i've just been i mean i guess i've been doing some other stuff but um yeah i guess you i mean listen you you've it doesn't surprise me that you don't feel like people need to hear you talk uh all mm. the time about yourself and to others, and grill others with uncomfortable questions. Like, I fully respect not doing that. <laughs> I
1: wish you haven't asked me a single uncomfortable question.
0: Really, that's good.
1: I'm no, not. I, listen, I'm not
0: gonna. I, I, I it's true that I, I, I'm not into that. I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. I mean, I asked if your mom was alive, and we it, that turned into a beautiful <laughs> but, bit about actually, us jerking our was, parents. So. That was
1: pretty uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a Good lot. Good for me. Goodbye. <laughs>
1: Who the fuck does she think she is? I, I have Hanging been abused like this my whole life.
0: Oh no. Oh. No, I mean, look, I'm just saying that's a that's a that's a gross again oversimplification to say, you know. To to find a way to say less and and be more impactful and just create beautiful performances if we were talking about a puddles for example versus just continuing to speak hoping that some beautiful gem tumbles out amidst the garbage uh well, i just have immense respect for that
1: that you know that made me you know i i think when like i'm talking to like someone i just met or and i it doesn't even have to be like what I call fancy people. Like, you're a fancy person. No way. Yeah, you're a fancy person.
0: No, I'm not. What are you talking about? Shut up, you're a fancy person. Is Steve Agee a fancy person?
1: Yes, he's a fancy person. He is to me. Oh, boy. He's a big, giant, huge lug of fancy guy.
0: You know what? He is drawn to brilliant, tall musicians. And, I mean, I I realize that he's also like... He won't return my calls. uh, Oh, well, listen... Let me get right yeah. on that. I'm going to call the fancy patrol. The fancy patrol is going to yeah, Steve get fancy. all up in your business.
1: I think Dave Hill's fancy.
0: The idea so. that either of those people would be as flabbergasted as I am about being uh, called fancy.
1: I know, I but not fancy in that way. Just you know, you're remarkable. That's how I
0: but like you. My, have a, my, you have a, an iota of respect hmm. for us, and therefore oh, now yeah, you're
1: fancy. beyond that. So. When I get excited around people, like when I'm talking, I get kind of excited and animated, and then I have a tendency to kind of. My wife Shannon kind of says, "You know, you know, you could say, you could say half of what you say and still say plenty." And I'm like, "That's a really nice way of you saying that." (laughs) (laughs) Half of what you said. So, um, but um, I'll even have that conversation. With, like, somebody at the hardware store. i like, start yam. Why am I yammering on? I can't oh. shut up. So I Same. feel like, you know, it's it's part of that imposter syndrome. But then a part of me later says, you know, well, how are you going to get to the good stuff unless you go through all the bad stuff? It's like, it's like, you know, I don't consider myself a comic, even remotely. But the one thing that I know that I hear from a lot of comics, especially stand-up comics, is... They got to get on stage and, you know, kind of do the little bombs just to find out shit works. Yeah. And I feel like that should be okay when we're just talking to one another.
0: (laughs) Yes, I agree. And I don't want to be a stand up comedian. So that's the only place that it can happen is in actual real life, in real conversations, because the one place I don't want to have to try out a bunch of stuff that tanks is in front of a crowd who doesn't know me. That sounds awful. I don't have that. I don't have that. I didn't get that angel, or that devil. So I that it devil. At the
1: coffee shop, and the guy behind the yeah. coffee shop, it keeps like, "Give me that." When mm. are you going to shut up? Look, it's me like, too. oh man, I'm I'm in my I'm just two more minutes. I, know. I Got this. I'm routine. the same.
0: I'm the same. <clears throat> look, I but look at I'm supposed to be talking about you instead. So I'm you know telling you about the Keith Jarrett album, but then that was fun because then That's I said my, it. Um, and then you know that resulted in like we have the, now we have like even one more like bond like two you know balls that have what is that called There's like a it's almost like a Venn diagram but it's something else It's like the who's synapses me, what? What are you who's There's who's like we, we we both have two balls He's Two balls What I'm trying to say is we both have two balls and that's the only I've taken all me 45 minutes to get around to it But we both you have got two a balls A lot of
1: balls, lady
0: And I want our balls to touch each other That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh. Please say you're in. Please say you're in. It's been this such a setup. The- I've been trying so hard to bond with you for this.
1: This is where you put the cricket noises in. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, that's so Hello?
0: funny. Hello? Hello?
1: I spent 15 minutes before we uh, started this, I'm like, how can I make her just talk about her? <laughs> and I don't have to talk about anything. So let me, t- let me ask you a question. That's <laughs> this Jimmy hasn't Clay. been so bad, has it? No, 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 so I'm bad. kidding. But yeah, okay, so we this both is, have balls. This is
0: great. No, but I'm but like, you know, you the sort of the sort of idea that there are this I there, that's that's an actual scientific concept that I can't think of what it is, but it's like it's like you if you have uh, mm. like you know, this you, if you have if you're if you as a person are sort of this 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 ball that all these spikes are coming out of. Yeah. Um, and you have these all of these spikes and the spikes sort of represent things that make you feel seen or that you get to nerd out with someone else about uh, and that sort of create these connections. Some of them are more superficial. You know, Kerr would call them like Wampeters and Grand Falloons, I guess. The idea of like, we're both from like, oh, I know Richmond. And so maybe it's just like, oh, we're both from Richmond, which we're not. But but and that could just be this sort of like. You know, the coffee shop connection of just like, oh, yeah. Oh, hey, you knew how to pronounce my name right. Like there's there's a spike that sort of touched. But then that spike leads to like, oh, but that was my. Well, I know because my that was my brother's name. And then you got this new little spike. And then and so when you have the I feel like you do, I think maybe you'll relate to this, is that the more I vomit out there, the more likely it is that there will be more of those little connections that result in the sense of like, hey, I saw you, I saw you, not just right. somebody, and yeah. and and that feels good, you know. I like people. Yeah. I also yeah. hate people, but I like people a lot, you know.
1: Yeah. And sometimes when you vomit everything out there, what would you call it, spikes? What do they call?
0: Like I don't know. did not I say spikes? Oh, yeah. Like just synapses yeah, or something like that. Sense of yeah.
1: You know, if somebody doesn't like that. You know, like God, I mean, shut the fuck up! You know, what do you? You're such an asshole. Well, that's hey, we have something in common. You're <laughs> I don't an asshole. Think too. I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm an asshole? I think you're an asshole.
0: We've seen each other. Match We've made seen in heaven. Each other,
1: Let's right. get a cup of coffee together.
0: <laughs> that's right. And we just that's right.
1: Grimace at each just other. Just grimace at, at each guy. other. Guy. Look at this guy over here. Yeah. Won't shut Fucking up. Guy. I'm just trying to make cappuccinos for people. He won't. Shut up, talking about my ironic T-shirt or whatever.
0: (laughs) That's on him. That's on him. Nirvana,
1: one of my favorite (laughs) men. Oh, it's like that, what's that commercial, that commercial where the guy's trying to teach people how to not be their parents? Oh, I don't know. That's one of of my favorite commercials where it has these young people. And I have to say, all the actors in this commercial are probably 10 years younger than I am. So when I watch this commercial, I really feel it. Where it's these people who, aren't really kind of young and hip anymore and they now they have pillows with you know cute sayings on it you know right. like uh you know wild thing
0: uh-huh. you know, they put it it's on their couch
1: <laughs> it's one clock yeah. it's like you've turned into your parents yeah um or they'll be talking about you know the, the comedy of it i don't even what know what the product is it's like it doesn't matter what the product is in a lot of commercials it's yeah. just it's a memorable commercial. They'll say, okay, now we're going to teach everybody how to um, open up a PDF. And that's like a computer joke. And one of the guys says, is that the same thing as hashtag?
0: Which I think <laughs> is this
1: hilarious thing. But I'm watching the commercial. I'm like, I go to the hardware store and I'm talking to the guy as my peer. But the guy I'm talking to is like 25. Yeah. Like I, I just, everyone's like my peer. Yeah. And I'm just speak. I just talk to everybody as they're like kind of my buddy and they're looking at me like, God, did grandpa the fuck out of here? I've got shit to do. So I don't know where I'm going with that. But
0: I'll tell you something. I think as, as a younger person, I loved any anyone of any age just talking to me like
1: what are you writing down? Did you write something down?
0: Uh, I'm taking, and now I've started taking notes. No, I'm going to play this game you. with you that I play. I got to play this game with you that I play at the end. I got to play this I th- game.
1: I forgot we were doing a thing. I thought I was talking to my therapist. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna. I'm. I'm, I'm just saying, writing down. No, has don't an,
1: answer this guy's calls anymore? Obsessed there, with
0: youth. Obsessed <laughs> with youth and hardware. Oh. wants
1: to fit in he keeps talking about the hardware store I go to the hardware <laughs> store three times a week oh, to talk to the guy back at the where they rent tools hey what's the horsepower on that <laughs>
0: Sir, that's a uh, that's a that's a hand wrench. There is <laughs> the only horsepower is what you put in, sir. That's 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 all you're gonna get out of that. Um, no, and I you say
1: you hitting on me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, put them on the back foot. <laughs> what a weird thing to do. I love the idea of you just yammering at someone and then they say one thing and you're like, uh, hey, hey, you, hey, 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 slow it down. find
1: mean, me dinner first. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's so uncomfortable. Uh, I think that's a great way, way to kill uh, it. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun Hey, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. Together we're The Flophouse. A podcast where we watch a bad movie and then talk about it. Movies like Space Hobos, Into the Outer Reaches of the Unknown and the Things That We Don't Know, the movie, and also, Who's That Grandma? Zazzle Zippers, Breakdown 2, and Backhanded Compliment. Elvis is a Policeman. Baby Crocodile, and the Happy Twins. Leftover Potatoes? Station Wagon 3. Herbie Goes to Hell. New episodes available every other Saturday. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Bye! I'm going to throw out some categories at you, and you just need to give me three spontaneous answers. So it's whatever comes to mind that appeals. This is scary. This is awful.
1: Oh, this is going to be... yes, it's going to be terrible. I can feel the gray hair. This is going to be
0: a nightmare. I'm going to start with this. Three bands existing or no longer existing whether that means that everyone has died or the band broke up or whatever but three bands that you get to uh play with
1: uh rare earth uh g love and special sauce and oh oh lemon twigs Mmm.
0: I'm really scared that none of these are real bands because I've never heard of any of them.
1: No, lemon Tree. And that you're just great. fucking with me. They're crazy. Okay. I mean, I got a bunch more. Brian Prethrow. There's lots of it. But anyway. Okay. Yeah. I'll, all right. There's, there's as long
0: three. as you're not as as long as you're not making stuff up to make me those feel like a complete answers, jackass. Those are, okay. Those are real real bands. I gotta look up all these people. All I know is about Rare Earth is that I feel like that's what's offered to me as a woman with for like cleansers, like Rare Earth Mud Mask. Don't you want a Rare Earth? It's a great name for a band. Uh, yeah, It's
1: right next to uh, nurture, not nature. That's
0: right. That's right. Mom jerky. Oh, mom jerky. The best. Uh, okay. Next question is three movies that uh, were you could sort of jump into to just be in that world, uh, experiencing that kind of vibe. But You're not reliving the plot. You're not a character in it. But just some world that's been created in a movie. They're like, I want to go there. The Hustler. Great.
1: Lawrence of Arabia. Star Wars. Empire Strikes
0: Back. Great. Okay. Three foods that uh, you can have uh, in this alternate universe. Nothing harms the environment. Nothing is harming an animal. You're not allergic to anything. Nothing has too much sugar. Everything is sort of on the same plane for whatever reason. And you can have it at the snap of your fingers in perpetuity with zero ramifications to you or anyone else.
1: Three foods?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So it could be like a very specific... Bacon cheeseburger, or a very right. specific lemon meringue, or just right. pizza in general.
1: Life cereal. You bet. I think about life cereal like twenty times a week. Lemon filling from do- lemon donuts.
0: Oh, great! I
1: don't know what would you call that, lemon filling.
0: Yeah, I don't know lemon. Yeah, it's like lemon cream, but it's not cream. It's just that no, goo, it's not. lemon goo. Yeah, great. Yeah,
1: lemon goo. <laughs> and a uh, 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 spanakopita.
0: I could not have been older I mean it's not that recent but it feels like I was way too old to finally hear Spanakopita said out loud and I thought it was oh, I oh, I always thought it was Spanakopita mm, because sucks. you know especially with a pita at the end you sort of shape it around the one word you think you recognize inside of a bigger word mm-hmm. so it's like I know I have to end with pita because I know what pita bread is so I guess the rest of it must be Spanakopita <laughs> And then, when I heard "spanakopita," I was like, "Oh, that's that makes more sense and is much like your accent. more pleasant." Uh, I say
1: when I discovered it when I was a kid. We had a family who lived across the street, and at Easter time every year, they would make this have this feast, and they would make it and bring it over. And so my sister started, my younger sister started making it all the time, and I always thought it was a fun word to say. Yeah, and but I always thought it was it sounded like someone's name. Yep. But it was a name of a person that held office. So I started creating this character called Alderman Spanakopita. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I've never I told it. anybody that story before.
0: You really bring out... I go deep st- and I bring the out the real, real skeletons in the closet. The okay, real we'd like loose, a few words from
1: Alderman Spanakopita <laughs> now, please. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for allowing yeah. me to...
0: yeah. Speaking that you know board. what, Spanakopita and Adirondack, that's another one where oh, I don't yeah. know, and I don't even know what I thought that was pronounced. I like, i if Adirondack. if pressed, I would probably be like Adirondack, like I, but it was one of those Adirondack. words that didn't you're like even... naming
1: these worlds from distant galaxies. That's
0: right, that's right. That's right. We summer on Adirondack. Of Adirondack.
1: <laughs> It's like, yeah, oh you... man, this Ugh. character's from Dune. Go uh-huh. ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: Oh yes, it's absolutely a character from Dune. That's so true. Okay, speaking of characters from Dune, three characters from Dune that you can hang out with. I'll say there are very few characters in Dune as much as I love that story that I would actually want to hang out with. Um, okay. Uh, three let's do three powers that we can give you it could be horsepower it could be ESP it could be just you know piano virtuoso uh, but three powers however you interpret that uh, that it would be fun to have
1: breathing underwater
0: yes indeed
1: you know this is going to sound weird but I don't even know how to explain it absolute athletic ability
0: yeah I think that's perfect
1: yeah, I can't just sometimes I can't answer something simply, I have to explain. Oh. Cuz well, there's all these okay. all these physical things I can't do. Yeah. Because of uh discomfort, because of my uh I'm a sh- I'm a small person trapped in a tall person's body. You get it. So it's all, so I've got true. loose bones.
0: Yes. Oh.
1: Like I I can't do a full squat cuz my knees and my hips hurt so bad. Yeah. Because I grew so much. <laughs> when I was a kid, I grew 6 inches in one summer. And my my <gasps> what a hellscape. my legs my shoulders hurt all the time. I can't do, you know, I can't sit on my heels. Can you sit on your heels? Have like I tried to you, sit on my heels? Like I kneel down so. and sit on your heels?
0: I think I can do that. But again, there's, there's. Nice. There, yeah. Well, I
1: can't. So thanks a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I so say breathing I on, I say I No, I can't.
1: I can't sit cross-legged <laughs> either. Like it really yeah. hurts. It's like it makes it brings tears to my eyes. It hurts so bad. My knees. Oh, I can't
0: believe. Do you think I've... you
1: have any listeners that can help me?
0: Uh, I'm sure we'll hear from someone. I'm <laughs> sure we'll hear from someone. If if anyone is still listening after Mom Jerky.
1: Hi. Yeah. Look, I listen to your show. Um. I have what I can. I think I can help that guy out. Tell him to shut up. <laughs> don't have him on anymore. <laughs> oh, so I still owe you a third one, don't I? You
0: owe me a third one.
1: Um, uh, so athletic ability would include flexibility, flexibility, um, uh, uh, another ability. I don't want to fly. I'm kind of afraid of heights. Um, and I have no desire to, uh, solve that.
0: That is um, absolutely, of course, like, the next no. question. Like, oh, but what if I could take that away? You're like, no, that's
1: um I'm not going to so, use up a wish so on that. So breathing breathing underwater, athletic ability, uh, um um what's another
0: power? Let me tell you something. And I might have spent I think I feel like maybe I spent too much time talking about this already with I want to say maybe Hodgman, but I really wish I could astral project. The idea of being able to to just have my soul like nothing bad can happen to my body because my essence my spirit is traveling that is so appealing to me because again i i also i mean with the physical ailments and stuff there's the idea of just being like well i won't be in my body so if i want to be underwater i can be because i won't be in my body or if i want to be you know if i want to be bounding along blah 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 it's fine because i don't have to worry about my body because i won't be in my that's all
1: superhero powers you know what
0: i mean yeah
1: like you're imperv, nothing can hurt you. Yeah, you know, nobody can no stick you can with the thing. No one can see you.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if that gives you any inspiration, that is the thing that I I think about maybe as much as 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 uh, you think about life cereal.
1: I wish I was never hungry. I wish I was super hero power of not ever being hungry. But
0: but don't you love like satisfying the hunger like when you. The feeling of satisfaction, like, oh, I was so hungry, it's, and that makes this only, taste delicious. It's only a moment
1: before the disappointment sets in.
0: Wow. All right.
1: <laughs> that was really good, you piece of shit for eating that.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. Ast- Can I borrow
1: your astral projections? <laughs> yeah. I do really do. I never I, I never really I thought about that I said it because I felt
0: like you could relate to that as a person yeah, with I loose totally bones. Yeah, I totally agree. Astral pee. Astral pee. Uh, okay. Three. I wish
1: I could astral pee. I
0: <laughs> wish you could, I astral wish I could astral pee right Unfortunately, now. Unfortunately, you can't because you won't be in your body. So you cannot astral pee. You cannot astral pee.
1: Well, if I could astral project and then at, in that state, you said, What superhero do you wish you had? I was like, I wish I could pee. Yeah. I do miss pee. That's true.
0: Now it's just layers of wishes. Once you're stuck in astral projection mode, you can't Jesus urinate. Christ. So, of course, you're going to want that back power. back when
1: we used to be able to do, like, it was like, remember that like, you had a long car drive? And you're like, or you get to the trunk so you're like, oh, oh, oh. it smells terrible in there. There's people are looking at you weird. There's always that weird guy lurking outside the door of the uh, the, the restroom. Yeah. Like, What's that guy doing?
0: Oh, nostalgia. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. am side you off.
0: Not at all. No, no. Impossible. Okay. Uh, no one throws me off more than me. Okay. next one. Three people, three people living or dead that you would love to just spend an hour with just in whatever capacity that would mean. Like and that's a tough question because there may be someone that you're like, well, is this person an hour isn't enough. uh, But for someone else, you know, because you would want to unpack more. But like if you only had an hour to to just kind of grill someone it could be like I'll spend you said an hour living with, or dead living or dead uh, oh. presumably we would it wouldn't be like you were talking to a corpse you would just be able to magically have a conversation with you know Lee Harvey Oswald I'm using that as a bad example because people are still preoccupied with who killed JFK but that's a that's an opportunity to solve a mystery like assuming mm. you believe in like did did you was did you do it like what was going on there that you could get that done in an hour do you know what i mean yeah, or you could just sit with with a great figure and just say, "I just, I just love that I'm sitting across from you." You don't even have to say anything. I'm just, I just know that I'm sitting here with,
1: yeah, you know,
0: Maya Angelou, what, whoever, you know.
1: Yeah, you know, I used to think uh, Abraham Lincoln.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. My dad. Great.
0: Who's right here? <laughs> 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 Did you fr- is he fro freeze dried? Is that what I'm looking at? That's different than he's, jerky.
1: He's freeze. he's freeze dried. He's pickled.
0: Oh, that's the way to do it. Eh, da, 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 da. That was a hiccup. Five Mar- like Manhattans
1: hiccup. every night.
0: Wonderful. That'll solve it all.
1: And um I wanna say you know, it's like a weird revolving door. Oh, uh Common. Is that how you say his name? I think so. Alderman Spanikopeda. I mean,
0: you didn't just like go the yeah, you didn't cheat and say Tut. So.
1: No, not King Tut. I know him. I have talked to him before.
0: uncommon, Wonderful. He
1: was buried in his jammies.
0: Got a condo made of stone. Nope, those don't <laughs> those don't rhyme. Therefore they cannot be part of the same verse.
1: He ate a crocodile. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, I have this theory that every day I always hear or participate in and not, I don't, this is not by design. It just happens. Yeah. Every day there's a, um, there's a, uh, Steve Martin reference every single every day. day. Start wow. thinking about it. Yeah. As you go through your day, you'll hear someone say, excuse me. And you'll say, excuse me. Oh, like, you can hey, really, okay. So if you
0: can fold it in, that makes sense.
1: Well, no, that it makes will sense. present itself. Yeah. And then right. if you fold it in, you're like, oops, there it is.
0: Yeah. 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 Yesterday that won't was won't take long for me cuz I was obsessed with him uh as a teenager.
1: I was at the uh, hardware store uh, <laughs> with my father-in-law and um and I said he said uh we were getting a couple things and I said uh yeah all I need is uh he says hey look at this cool thing oh it was like some kind of thermos cup and I did, I'm trying to not buy a bunch of junk. Right. Cuz I think it just bound for the landfill i'm yeah. trying not to do
0: that i feel you so
1: uh he says hey look at this cool thing i said yeah i don't i don't really need this all i need is this
0: and that's all and then, i need
1: and then he says and all i need is this ashtray wow. i'm like oh yeah so we got on this whole we started riffing on the thing from the yeah. jerk oftentimes it's from the jerk
0: and it was anyway. a thermos so it was like not only did you not need it it was a thing that was referenced it in was, the jerk right, wasn't a specific right. item I, from that that's perfect all
1: i need is this paddle game
0: uh, it's true. I will say I'm realizing now that I may be responsible for at least 65% of the Steve Martin references that I'm happening upon. I'm probably just instigating them because you're feeding it. It's yeah. a catalog. I have that encyclopedic Steve Martin sure. stuff going on. Um, okay. Last one. Uh, three and Listen, all due respect to your wonderful wife. This is not about this is just about how this mash game is played. This is romance. Oh, uh, goodbye.
1: Click. This is making me feel oh, uncomfortable. So... Oh, I,
0: oh, I, oh, I see that she's back there. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see that she was sitting she's right, right here. <laughs> That made me think of the man with two brains, his dead wife, who's on the, oh, in the yeah. portrait, and her name is Rebecca or whatever. And he's like, if you don't want me to marry the, this new woman, just give me a sign. Just any kind of sign. And then the painting starts spinning around. And a woman's voice goes, no, no, no. And then it stops and his hair is like all frizzy. And then he's like, so just any kind of sign. I'll just be on the lookout for any kind of sign. Yeah.
1: Ah, oh, that's Such funny. A great wherever music. there's injustice, we'll be there.
0: Yeah. You know, many of us have our own El Guapo. <laughs> For some of us, El Guapo may be shyness. Um yeah. Line <laughs> That's
1: a Martin, that's Martin Short's line. <laughs>
0: Okay, so this is like three people. It could be, you know, comic book characters, uh, someone, a character in a movie, a character in a book, real people, living or dead, the three old crushes, uh, but three people that you, that in this alternate universe, you have a little little romance, a little little pinch of sexiness, a little romance.
1: This is the embarrassing part of the show.
0: Yeah, this is where it gets very deep, very dark, very uncomfortable, and very ugly. Uh,
1: Maya Azulu. Great. Uh, and this could be any kind of sort of varying degree of that, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay. Uh, so uh, and living living your day. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the big about the actor, beef. It's was for dinner. He's got that voice. Sam Elliott? What's Elliot? his name? Sam Elliot. Yeah. Sam Elliot. Oh,
0: Sam.
1: Elliott. Oh yeah, hubba hubba. Oops. That was a uh, wasn't that from Father of the Bride? Was hubba, it? Hubba 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 hubba. Oh
0: no 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 no! no, It's from, from uh, Parenthood. Parenthood
1: parenthood yeah, it's right. from
0: parenthood kevin it's a son kevin Paren- this is we are i've
1: parenthood father the bride 220 221 whatever it takes <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah my angelou sam elliot um this could also be my ultimate uh celebrity dinner as well sure and uh oh oh my goodness I'm embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed, but it feels, it seems kind of weird. Rosalind Carter. (laughs) That's great. Don't tell Jimmy Carter.
0: Jimmy, could you come in here for a second?
1: He's right here. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Uh, Rosalind Carter,
1: I had this weird, like, it wasn't weird at all because I was a young, I was a growing, I was a kid, you know, was it, that would have been 1976, you know, so Early teens. Yeah. And I just thought Rosalind Carter was just, like, just so fine. Yeah. And she was just so calm and, you know, she just was, I don't know, powerful. Yeah. And calm and wasn't showy and just was solid. Great. So, I'm not showy. I don't get me wrong, but she wasn't. She was just, like, her just, just exuded this thing. Yeah. Is that, is that weird? I
0: get. No, it's not weird. I mean, again, the... The way that those and things manifest. And there's something about
1: are. super like religious people.
0: Mouth's <laughs> <laughs> getting weird. Now it really feels like I'm at therapy. he uh, For me, it was Meg Tilly and Agnes of God. I just wanted to cuddle with her.
1: Oh yeah, it's actually yeah, not Meg untrue.
0: Tilly. I would say I had a. I would. I would. I'm realizing yeah. now that I had a big crush on Meg Tilly that I that I didn't necessarily realize. You just want she just was one of those actresses you wanted to just take care of. Let me just wrap you up. Let's just get naked in a blanket together and I'll keep your body warm and you can cry and it's gonna be great. Not making it weird. Just not making it weird. Not to be clear, not making it <laughs> weird. Just what I just said. That's all. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Opposed to weird, what I that's said not, instead. That's
1: not weird at all.
0: Uh okay.
1: I can I can ex- <laughs> say some weird things, but that's not weird.
0: <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to edit all of my uncomfortable moments out and keep all of yours in. That's the that's the real power. That's the real presidency of podcasting
1: presidency.
0: Yeah, it's just the power to just veto veto that veto what I said about Meg Tilly. Keep in Roslin. He's got to look like the weirdo. I got to come out looking great. Um, OK, give me a number between one and seven.
1: Eight. You know, I was going to say six, but I should go with six because I was going to say six and I stopped.
0: I would accept eight uh okay. as a rebellious, as a dangerously rebellious person saying oh, you're eight instead of one through seven. I'll accept eight. Um, yeah, fuck six. I'm going to quickly uh, calculate the results here of what you're going to end up with. Um, this is usually where I say people can vamp if they want to talk about things that they're promoting, um, if there's anything that you want to mm-hmm. talk about. Um, I will also say, I don't know if you listened all the way through to the episode with Dave Hill, but during the summer, I do invite um, uh, my male guest to sing a snippet of Boys of Summer by Don Henley. Um, the reason that that's called Boys of Summer is because of fancy Steve A. G. Steve A. G when oh. I said, I think I want to start podcasting guys, but I feel like I have to do it maybe just in the summer or something. And he was like, you can call your Boys of Summer series. And I said, oh, nice. yes, I can. And you should be the first one. And that was many years ago. Uh, shout out to Steve A. G., the person who won't return your calls. So anyway, that's what this is for. Otherwise, we can sit in awkward silence while I do this because that'll just get edited out. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Bought my first six string. Oh, no. At the five and die. Oh, no.
1: Please till my fingers bling. When is
0: he going to get to the part we where he realizes this stone. isn't that song?
1: And then we walked together down to your mama's house. <laughs> and then I stole some money from her purse. <laughs> it was the best days of our life. <laughs> The boys of the summer of 69. Oh, is no. that close?
0: Yeah, it's super close. It's super I'll go six. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's too late. It's four. Hey, I too wanted to late. change one
1: of my answers.
0: <laughs> no. Nope.
1: Abraham, I want to change my amp. I want to kick Abraham Lincoln out of there. He was a nope. son of a bitch.
0: Nope. Okay, I'm almost done. This is very good.
1: Did Abraham Lincoln actually say, if this is coffee, bring me tea. If this was tea, bring me coffee. I don't For $500, know. $500, please?
0: Uh, and false. Marie Antoinette said that. And then the cake thing. That she said that, let them be cake thing. Ding, 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 ding. She, yeah, I know. Because she liked talking about both beverages and snacks. Um, okay. Uh, here we go. You, I'm excited to tell you. Uh, have a beautiful house inside, of, <laughs> inside of Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back. Now, listen. There's a lot of different planets that make an appearance on there. Uh... So I feel like you've lucked out Adirondack because... Adirondack was there. Adirondack. <laughs> the beautiful sand planet of Adirondack was there. Uh, um, so wherever you... Whatever planet you choose to make your home, uh, please know that you have a beautiful home there. Uh, I also want to congratulate you on uh, playing uh, with uh, one of my favorite cleansers, Rare Earth. Uh, wonderful, wonderful collaboration with them. Some wonderful music was born out of that. Um I want you to know that you're going to have an hour to ask Lincoln over and over again, if you want, if he said the thing about coffee and tea. And then he'll just look at you like, really, this is you have me for an hour and this is what we're talking about. It's going to be great. Um, And uh, also the idea of you. I don't know why I want to put you on a train, but like, let's put you on a i I'm going to put you on a train through the Scottish Highlands in the fog sitting side by side with your romantic companion feeding them flaky delicious spanacopita aka spanakopita as the flakes catch and, and <laughs> in his giant handlebar mustache sam elliot is sitting with you on this amazing magical trip eating spanacopita with you And giving you that wink that says, it's all going to be okay, I've seen it all, I've come back from the other side, and I want you to know it's going to be just fine. It's going to be fine. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's a good, that's a really good Sam Elliott. Why am I surprised? You have a beautiful bass voice. Why would you not do a great Sam Elliott? Thank you. That's that's your MASH alternate universe life. And it is fucking weird. I'll take it. <laughs> it's great.
1: It sounds exhausting. Though.
0: It's real weird. <laughs> and it is going to be tiring. And I will tell you, I will be honest with you, it is going to be tiring. Wait, did I did we talk about your what did you get that was your Oh oh my gosh. Listen, you're not going to be tired because you have absolute athletic ability. That's absolute that, that athletic includes, ability. Yeah, that includes nonstop stamina. No pain. That's
1: my favorite Huey Lewis in the news right <laughs> record. <here>. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: It felt like sports was underselling it. (laughs) Just not
1: doing it. It's not resonating. It needs to be broader.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. This was so fun. And I uh, have found out that I have to be at Comedy Bang Bang in person. So I am going to do that at 11. And it's fairly close by. But I should... Oh, great. I should... I should pee. Like, I should astral pee before astral, I get in the oh, car.
1: astral pee. Yeah. <laughs> that, I have to tell you, I don't know if you have it in your collection, but I highly recommend go out and find You could probably find it on eBay. That's the Keith Jarrett record. It's a very rare Japanese <laughs> yeah. release called Astral, astral Pee.
0: And in the background, you just hear, uh, like that's the ambient off mic sound of a man who's peeing and it feels great. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi.
1: Hey, remember when we could save kittens from trees? Or lunch skyscrapers, bring the villains to their new-